It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Signal Boost. I'm Zerlina Maxwell. It is Monday, February the 22nd. Good morning, Jess. How are you? Good morning. Uh, you know, it's a Monday. I'm, I'm here. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the weekend always goes a little bit too fast. Um, Just a little bit. And Monday always comes around way too quick, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Um, well, we're just at the point now where, like, we've almost ended another month, and I feel yeah. like we're we're all sort of grimly counting down to like when we hit a year in here. <laughs> yeah. So, so every week is just like, oh, we're a little we're a little closer to a year. Aren't it's we? not necessarily a good yeah. anniversary. Not really. I mean, when I get up every day and I sort of put the TV on, um, and that number at the bottom of the screen <laughs> just gets bigger and bigger every day. Yeah. Um, over the weekend when we passed 500,000 deaths in the United States, I felt like I, I was in the twilight zone a little bit because yeah. I've been talking about this from the beginning. But the day that I landed here in Virginia, uh, in the car on the way home is when my dad was giving me the like realty yeah. about the coronavirus. Like he was like, get out of New York, you know, on the right. phone. But then when we were in the car, when I got here with the cat in hand and everything, he was like, okay, so this is going to be really bad. And I was like, what do you mean? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, no, I, I remember like, him saying it's like, going to be a million. What do you mean? Um, a million was his estimate if we did not shut if down. If we didn't do anything, yeah. Um, and But he was like, if even if we do, it's going to be, it's, he basically said it's going to wipe out an entire generation of black people in the South. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he said half a million to a million that mm -hmm. was his that was his range so we're hitting it yep. <laughs> um and uh so it feels a little like the twilight zone because of that i think because i had someone who was like this is gonna be half a million dead and you were like no way that's not possible in the United right States. and nobody was saying numbers like that nobody right. in the beginning was saying numbers like that we that were, was before any of the data yeah, trump the was saying two when fauci right. was saying forty thousand, and like right. that was that was what we were dealing with at that moment like, none of the estimates um, before that one, I think it was, like, a UK paper. Like, it was, like, a UK research yeah, yeah, paper yeah, came out. This. And then, you know, it had sort of the range. And I just, I feel, like, horrible that we're living, you know, exactly through what that paper and my dad, unfortunately, predicted. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it, we're living through the worst-case scenarios. Yeah. That's it. The worst. Yep. Yep. It didn't go well, better I mean, than I think, it could have. I think, I think what your dad did not predict was, okay, it'll be a million if we don't shut down, something less if we do. And then we did both. We, did, <laughs> we, we didn't do either. <laughs> we, some we people didn't, shut down, some right, people didn't. Like, I, I mean, how could you anticipate a response like that? No where, one can. Like, I, well, every day it was like, watching him, I mean, Fauci... Um, was the only person in the beginning he would listen to. And then, yeah. you know, he would try to sit and watch those press briefings, even though I wouldn't even do it. I would, like, yeah, walk yeah, away yeah. and be like, I, I can't. This is not, I can't do it. Um, but watching a scientist watch the White House 
COVID task force briefings was entertaining, but also like very, because he, I mean, dad does not say curse words. Like he (laughs) made, his whole personality is he makes, he made up words in college that he still says in place of Oh my God, really? Why don't we talk about this more? What does he say? (laughs) What are his words? (laughs) He'll be like, talk on it. Talk on it. You know, like, like that. He doesn't do the F word. Like he doesn't, he doesn't really yell, which is why I got on the plane because he was yelling. He doesn't yell. And I was like, okay, something is wrong. (laughs) That is an important thing for parents to know. Like if you are, like my mom is not a yeller. So if you are the kind of parent who is 100% not a yeller, when you do yell at us, <laughs> even if we're 38, we will freaking listen. Got on the plane. Got me on that plane. Like, if you I manage got... to raise a kid without yelling at him, and you keep that in your back pocket until it matters, you can pull it out. We will listen. It does not matter how old we are. We're like, oh, it, my, my I know mom's wor- yelling? Woo. I think it works for all circumstances. Because I'm, I'm not really a yeller either. No, but if I'm, if I'm raising my voice about something, it's I'm bad. Like, something upset. is very... Yes. Yeah, I'm very upset. Because yeah. I try to sort of communicate without raising my voice no i'm not a yeller um, at all i, I mean, i'll get i'll get angry i will tell you that i'm angry i will you know i will i will lay it out there it's not like i'm conflict avoidant i don't i don't yell i don't take well to being yelled at like that is not my mode of communication it's not gonna work <laughs> if it's yours uh but that does mean that like once you have established the pattern of never yelling if you do it's like oh all right. <laughs> I guess we feel strongly about something this thing. is wrong. <laughs> like if Chris winds up yelling, I'm not like, "Ew, don't yell at me and run away." It's like, "Oh no, oh dear, okay, what happened?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, something, something's really wrong. Oh man, okay, <laughs> deep breath. Yeah. But... So it was dad raised his voice, and I was like, "Okay, let me go." And I feel yeah. like you know when he would watch those briefings, it was he couldn't. It was a couple of months of watching and yelling before he kind of turned to me and was like. I think they're doing herd immune. Like he said, he was yeah. like, I think they're just going to let people catch it. Let it just go. Like, yeah. this is, they don't have, they're not trying to, they don't have a strategy. <laughs> Their strategy yeah. is just let it kill off as many people as it does. That's what the strategy looked like from the perspective yeah. of, of a scientist. Unfortunately, it turned out that was the strategy. Yeah. Yeah, that was. That was. They weren't honest with us about it, but that was the strategy. Um, speaking of honesty about the moment that we are in, something very different is going to happen today um, as we pass this 500,000 marker, and that is at 6.15 Eastern tonight at the White House, uh, President Biden, Vice President Harris, Doug Emhoff, and First Lady Jill Biden will um, deliver remarks at a candlelight vigil there will be a moment of silence. Uh, we will mark this milestone. And that uh, that has not happened before. What a difference you know, a new president makes. Yep. One one day before he took office, they did that that little COVID memorial. Um, I think we were we were we were rounding 400,000 at that point. But I think he wanted to put the marker down that he was somebody who was going to acknowledge all of the Americans that we were losing that was going to happen we were going to stop ignoring the deaths and um and it it seems that he's he's continuing in that commitment so today uh i you know i think i actually might watch this like it's one of Mm -hmm. it's it's one of those like we needed that catharsis yeah you know we, we talked about that a lot last year how ridiculous it was that we were trying to find ways to memorialize numbers like 150,000 or 
you know, people putting up flags for every 10,000 people dead and, you know, the New York Times doing the obituaries on 1,000 people to stand in for the 100,000 people and how there's, there's just, there's no, there's no collective grief moment. There's no, you know, we're just, we just don't have that. Um, and I think President Biden is trying to make, make that happen for us um, because we need it. Like, we're not, we're not going to be okay if we just pretend we didn't lose half a million people. We lost half a million people. That's more than World War One, World War Two, and the Vietnam War combined. Like, we, <laughs> it's 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 a, you know we we've been talking about a scale of unimaginable loss for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, it is true. It, the, the, the the three biggest wars <laughs> that most people alive weren't. Here. I mean, like a lot of people who are alive were not here for them. That's right. the thing that right. I, I think that that's the thing that actually um, when I when I get back to this moment and I sit in sort of what's happening when I just like kind of sit there and sit in it, like let myself think yeah. about it. The one thought I kind of go back to is, you know, don't be, give yourself grace. You don't really know if, mm-hmm. if you're doing this well or bad because it's the first time anyone really alive has lived through this exact kind of thing oh, um yeah. so yeah. so no, you don't have anything to measure against and right. and it's the war numbers that also sort of lead me to that position where i'm like all right we've never really done this because we don't america hasn't had this kind of trauma yeah we don't do mass casualties anymore like ever Even the way that we conduct war we don't ever doesn't result in mass casualties it's it you know it, it they go on for 20 years so eventually you hit some serious numbers but it's not you know it's not it's not happening i mean that, that was 9 11 you know we lost mm-hmm. three thousand people and it was enormous there are laws on the books that are still on the books because of right. 9 11 and right, we it's, still it's, take our shoes off exactly and the patriot act <laughs> yes, we also still spy on each other. Taking your shoes off is one of the Scaring more benign really, laws that are really still well. on the books Scaring after, well. after 9-11. Uh, yeah, really we good. have some other ones that are still there, too. I mean, yeah, has no, anybody Biden... ever done a review list of those changes to How see many if any things? of them made sense or didn't? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so much of it was security theater. And, like, the shoe thing wasn't even for 9-11. That was for uh, Richard Reed, was it? The shoe bomber? I don't even know his real name, Jess. It's the it shoe Richard bomber. Reed. The shoe, the shoe bomber is the guy he, that makes us take our shoes off. Yeah. And that was shortly Because he started lighting. And then you also have to, like, they check for, or, like, they can see your butane lighter because yeah. that's what he was trying to light his shoe on fire with on the plane. Yes. Yeah. And there was a woman sitting next to him who stopped him. <laughs> I think about her. I have a question. Yeah. I mean, where is she? <laughs> I, I <laughs> The other question I have is, like, well, where is he? I suppose in a prison, but right. where? I'm, I'm going to guess and, did we find out more information about why what he was letting his shoe on fire? I don't remember. That's, um, see, this is my point. <laughs> yeah. Like, do we know? <laughs> do we ever get to the bottom of it? Was it was it a mentally ill person or I think was it, was it a, actually I think a terrorist? He was, no, I think he was a mentally ill person who uh, felt a kinship with the terrorists but had not actually, like, made contact with Interesting. them. Interesting. If I remember right. Like, he was definitely pro, you know, Al-Qaeda platform but but had not uh signed up as a member of the party if i remember correctly that was richard reed's deal <laughs> but um yeah yeah biden actually like came out uh, straight and said like we have been grieving by ourselves 
Um, and tonight we have to grieve and begin healing together. We can't begin healing, though, until we stop uh, all the dying. So right. I do think those those things happen one and then the other. <laughs> like there's there, there will be healing. I think we'll I think we will have healing. But um, if, if we rounded 400,000 just before Biden took office and 500,000 now, oh we're going very quickly with the dying. Um, and that's, uh, that's, that's scary. That's, that's really scary, especially when we're this close to the finish line. Like my, my mom and her partner both got their first shots. Chris got his first shot cause he has severe asthma, which makes me feel uh, just an enormous relief. Yeah. Like I'm not going to accidentally kill somebody who I love most in the world. And that has been my most immediate fear. I mean, yeah. I've had lots of fears in the last year, but that's but that's my most immediate one. I'm going to accidentally kill Chris. I'm going to accidentally kill my mother, and um, and I won't now. So that's really nice. It is really nice. It feels <laughs> feels like a, a weight lifted off. Like honestly, like a huge one. Like I don't, I you know, I'm I'm obviously concerned about my own health. I really wouldn't want to become a long hauler. That sounds so horrific. The more accounts I read of the people who are dealing with that, the the more I feel for them. So it's not like I'm not afraid of getting this. I certainly am, um, but I don't have the same fear as I had about killing somebody I love. <laughs> that, I mean, that's that not was, really that like was a small thing. One. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. something most people like when you wake up and you process like your list of fears, just yeah. generally not on the list. Yeah. Well, and it was, you know, it, it was easy not to, to put myself in a position where I could kill my mother. I just don't see her. Um, and then if we if we actually plan for it, then we do the 14 day and test quarantine. That's always still a little scary. It's, you know, because you just don't know. Like, what if what if that was the one week where, like, you freakishly picked it up from an Amazon package, which, you know, doesn't really happen. But maybe it did this time. Like, you know, so I, I keep my I keep myself from killing my mother by not seeing her. I can't not see Chris. So I just hope every time that I run the errands that <laughs> I haven't picked anything up and I'm not bringing it home to him. Um, and he very rarely leaves because of the concerns right. that he, you know, has talked about with his doctor. So, so now that he's got his first shot, like once he gets a second, I think maybe we'll be able to, to walk around outside a little bit more, like go yeah. to parks a little bit more. I would be comfortable maybe going to a museum. It's big and open. And if there are too many people in a gallery, you can just turn around and leave. Like there are, there are things that I think I would be willing to do that people who are more vulnerable in my household are not. And like, maybe, maybe we can move into the, but like, we're still not, but now, now, now the balance of power has shifted. Now it's like, no, honey, you can't go out and have a drink with your friend. Like, I know you're dying to see him and I know you're both vaccinated, but you can't. You still (laughs) don't want to catch COVID. I I I don't want it. Even vaccinated, I don't think I want COVID virus in my body. I don't yeah. want anything. Yeah. Like it's it's too weird. It's it's too. They weird. don't know enough. They don't know enough. I don't know. It is it is a huge relief that like you're not gonna die. Like that's a, that's just a huge relief. Like you're not gonna die. <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna get seriously <laughs> sick. Um, I don't think that they've ruled out like you're not gonna have an issue ten years down the line because we don't know what this thing does yeah, to your organ know. linings or whatever. But like, it's 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 a relief. That part is a relief. So, uh, so uh, like, the one half of me is like, holy crap, I can see the finish line of this thing. Like, I can actually see it. Like, my, the, my, the, my, my people are getting vaccinated. I'm not going to get vaccinated until Gen Pop gets vaccinated. But it looks like that might happen over the summer. Yeah, July. 
Like we're we're at the end of this thing, and yet we lost a hundred thousand people in the last month, and we're gonna do it again this month. There's nothing to suggest anything is slowing down. We're opening everything back up. You know, I, it's it's such it's such a this is this is the weirdest I think worst month. Why are of we this in such thing. a rush? What to open up? I yeah, mean, the um, economy has been sh- like damaged already. Yeah, it's oh, just yeah. one more month. Yeah, no, I know. And opening restaurants at thirty-five percent capacity does not save those restaurants. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. what's one more month? Yeah, I, I do understand the school push. No, schools make sense. Schools absolutely yeah, make kids sense. Kids are in trouble. We should now. have done. Like, we should have can't... done schools first in the in the first instance, but yeah. we're dumb. So we were like, we have to reopen the economy, and we forgot that people have kids and they need their kids to go somewhere. And that, right. Like, even if you have a job. As a, right. you know, all the research has shown that women made that decision. I have to stay with the kids mm-hmm. because men can volunteer, I suppose. Yep. Um, so more women have lost uh, their jobs. At, at, like basically all the gains we made up through the 1980s like are gone. Yeah. Wiped out. Yeah. Um, because of the pandemic, because people yep. had that decision to make. Yep. And they didn't. Re- they didn't. I don't know who was in the room, but. Not even Deborah Burks could have waved her hand and been like, hey, guys, women have kids. Where are the kids going to go? All this reopening talk is cute. Yeah. But yeah. why are we saying reopen the economy and schools was not first on the list before reopening the economy? You reopen schools first before you reopen the economy. What yeah. the hell are you doing? Like, I, don't, I, I just never understood. And I'm like, I'm not even a policymaker. And if I can be like, doesn't this seem backwards? And then Randy Weingarten's like, yes, it does. And I'm like, this is, we're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, 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 prior, we, prior, we prioritize bars. reopening bars. Bowling like, alleys. Tattoo what? shops. I what? mean, I love a tattoo shop more than, like, the average person. But, like, no. We didn't need that first. <laughs> People like nail salons, hair bowling salons, alleys. bowling alleys. We should never go Idiots. to again. Like, I'm we so sorry so if bowling was your thing. Just try like unless you bring your own ball. <laughs> and yeah. Never bowling touch any a, of the other wrap. Bo- that might be a wrap on bowling and buffets. And I say buffets with a heavy heart because it's the only thing about Las Vegas I like is a buffet. Yeah. And uh, I just think that I think I think those days are done. I think bowling is done. I think buffets are done. I really did. like. I do like buffets. I'm into a good it. I'm into and a good like, brunch buffet. Yeah. I have you ever all, been? Oh. Have you be, ever been to a brunch buffet in Las yeah. Vegas? I still think about it. And it was in 2010. Georgia <laughs> Browns in D.C. <laughs> Georgia Browns in D.C. has one of my favorite brunch buffets. It's there's like an amazing buffet and then you get your entree. And so the servers are like, we do we just do the entrees to go. Yeah. Like, why nobody... would you eat the entree here? You just go to the buffet as much as you want and you eat that here and then you take the entree home. And I'm like, I love you guys. Yeah. Georgia Browns. Ugh. You know what? That's the, maybe I would make an exception for that buffet. But none of that Vegas crap. That no was way. always suspect to begin with. It was a little suspect. <laughs> But it's but so like, where good. else can I go for crab legs and dim sum and a grilled cheese sandwich? <laughs> no, it's a really good point. And it's yeah. so much better than any other buffet I've ever had anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Like, I've never had better bacon than I did Ugh. in Las Vegas. I don't gamble. <laughs> uh, women being exploited makes me uncomfortable. Uh, I don't really do show spectaculars. Like, Vegas is just not my scene. I love buffets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
So, like, that's that's, that's what I'll do when I go to Vegas for work. It's like I don't I really I don't gamble at all. If I had any skill at cards, I would totally play. I'm not like anti, but I don't have any skill. Right. So the only gambling I could do are those games of chance. And it's like I'm unlikely to win those. Why would I play something I yeah. am unlikely to win? I don't understand the mentality at all. Um, and yeah, I'm sure I could go see the Britney show or I could have when it was on and I would have enjoyed that. But, um, but you know anyway, what I was thinking last night I because I, I totally am, I'm like deep, deep, deep into my K-pop rabbit hole. Um, like mm-hmm. now I am, I, I speak the language. I pay attention <laughs> to, I pay That's attention amazing. to debuts and comebacks like i am very <laughs> invested now um i'm like really invested this. you do have a hobby look um, you got a hobby without even got, thinking about it i got a hobby you did. um <laughs> and so i was thinking last night i was like oh my god you know it's such a good idea like a like a k-pop vegas show it's so oh. perfect for for the vegas like it does look like style, a for Vegas. Um, just because it's big and it's choreography and it's costuming and it's so good. And I'm like, I would pay to do that. I would go if the world reopens and like, you know, Chung Ha, also known as Annie Kim from Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite uh, new <laughs> K-pop <laughs> artists. Um, she's not new. I, I'm new to K-pop. I don't want to get any emails anymore because I, I said, that, remember the last time I talked about K-pop oh, yes. and I got that long email? I, I get, it's dangerous territory here. Someone was um, mad but I was, at you. Yeah, they were really mad. In a very ma- verbose and polite way. It was so polite. <laughs> it was really funny. I was like, is this what the fans are like? This well, is you wonderful. mentioned you mentioned one group and they, they just wanted to give you a, a 23 or 24 point refutation as to why you should have mentioned another group instead. Yeah. Like it wasn't like you were wrong. It was the most interesting fan <laughs> criticism letter I have ever seen it, it was really like a book was report. it really was a book report um <laughs> so hi whoever you are um i'm still in that rabbit hole but i was like i would totally pay to go see this in vegas if the world reopens 100 percent. oh i'm sure i'm sure and that's probably i was that super close to point. actually buying tickets to go see j-lo like i was really close like i was like you know texting with a friend had yeah. the link open like was on the site like looking at this calendar and the seats and i was like mm, close yeah. i was close that, that that was a fun re- that's a fun weekend. Yeah, that would be a fun weekend. Definitely. Brunch buffets uh, in JLo. Texans had a better weekend. Most of them got their power back. Their water Not until they room. got their electricity bills. I mean, oh they're talking God. about it on These TV right now, but that was one of the things bills. in our Yeah, no. I I I listen. So if you didn't lose your power in Texas, depending on because like because they have this privatized grid system, you can choose which energy company you're you're with. Uh, and apparently if you were with Gritty, <laughs> right. um, you're getting $17,000 power bills if your power did not go out. The company actually told their customers that they should switch providers before they get, uh, bills because the bills are going to be massive. So this is because they get wholesale energy rather than buying long-term contracts which receive fixed rates so you know how like some, like in the summer your energy bill is like 250 dollars, mm-hmm. and in the winter your energy bill is like 40 dollars. Yeah. that all that all averages out over the year and like that's how you get your fixed rate energy bill but i guess in texas they buy it wholesale and that means um there are some people with seventeen thousand dollar power bills but the, I'm sure the for. executives in that company didn't take a pay cut. 
No, no, they said they hit the jackpot. Right. You remember that quote from last week? Yeah. So. Yeah. And they did. And they're going to hit it again now that everybody has to pay for the. I mean, how are people no, going to pay? Ain't nobody going to. They're not going to no pay. No one has so not, that money and just sitting in the bank. No one's doing this. Just and like, yes, do, here's If they do, they're rich 000. enough not to pay it. Exactly. Here's my 17. <laughs> if you've yeah. got $17,000 in your checking go. account, you've got somebody who can help you figure out how not to pay that. Yeah, you have a, lawyers. <laughs> you have <laughs> lawyers. It's the same as the, the you know, all the, the Trump people attacking the Capitol are so in debt they're all thirty thousand dollars in back taxes and they're so poor no no you owe thirty thousand dollars in back taxes you're not poor you owe taxes <laughs> yeah <laughs> that means that means poor you make people six, you make six figures poor people get money back yes do you know how angry i was when i went from <laughs> getting taxes to paying yeah, taxes like I, was one, like I was one of the only young people who understood that by paying taxes i got money because i made so little like, all of my friends would be like, oh, my God, I'm so scared to pay taxes. And it's like, why? I get a $3,000 check every year. Why Why right. wouldn't you do this? Like, how much did you make? I made 21000 Did you make more? <laughs> like, you'll get money back. I promise. Like, I was the one evangelist being like, pay your damn taxes. And then uh, and then that changed. And then <laughs> no, when I'm your like, salary got... Yeah, anymore. this is God bullshit. Why are you taxing me at 40%? This 48%. is ridiculous. 48%. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, I don't yeah. make that much money, guys. Like, if, if you know, if... if if like millionaires get taxed at you know twelve percent, then why the hell are we paying thirty eight? Because we're anyway. single women, and because we're single just women, never and en- there's endless ways to punish us for not, yes, not and... wanting to bear children. <laughs> well, and there's I mean there is a ceiling to stop you from becoming like there is a ceiling between upwardly mobile and the one percent, right? That like I you know like we're not trying to get in the one percent or anything, but it's like if you speak already for yourself, have... <laughs> speak for yourself, woman. Uh, that's, that's, that's too like, much for me. That's like uh, no, you, you said, don't actually want one percent. No, yes, I do. You give that's it away like, on your way. Up. I would give it away. Yeah, I would give it away. But I'm just saying, yes, I am aiming for that. One percent is if like I a, aim, if I a aim for the bill- though, right? I think it's billions, right? It's billionaires. Billions. Yeah. If I aim for billion, oh, maybe billions. I'll hit a million. You don't know. Yeah, yeah, And like, true. It that's was true. like that time when we were in studio, you said that. You were like, I don't want to be a billionaire. I was like, speak for yourself. <laughs> I have goals. I don't know what know. you're talking about. No, I don't want to be a billionaire. I certainly don't. But I'm just going to aim for it. See, I you got, have to aim for it. Like, I didn't realize how many, like, fail-safes were there to stop you from getting from the, the middle to the top. Yep. Like, if you already have money, then yeah. you can keep it because yes. they don't tax your investments. Right. They tax the money you earn. They tax your income. Well, I don't have any investments. I don't have generational wealth. I don't have any of that in the bank. All I have is my income. <laughs> and I got to give a ton of it back. <laughs> Whereas if, you know, I could expense all of my income if I had investments to live off of, mm-hmm. which is what the rich people do. Right. Yeah. Oh, Must be nice. Such a mess. I need to get a better. Yeah, you know, I have a good. I have a good accountant though, so I am excited about the fact that if I make more money in the near future, she'll be able to, you know, help me keep more of it. Thank you all so much for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Zerlina Maxwell, at Jess underscore MC, and at Signal Boost Show. 